Hey, good morning, good morning, good morning. This is your host, behavioral scientist, Tanola Oliver. And this is the Megan of the Mobile Radio Show, where the dream is free, but the hustle, the hustle, the hustle was sold separately. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for lending me your ear um, on a regular basis so that I can talk to you. And um, so I was a little heated the other day and I had to make a post on um, the foundation's website. Well, not website, but the foundation's um, Facebook page. And so I just wanted to start out opening up this particular episode and I want to talk a little about what I stated. Um, So people have been depending on me for my research information for many years. Um, they've been depending on me for my opinion for many years um, for the very same reason as to why I, I've been a resource to municipalities, um, organizations, and um, communities is the same reason why um, they tried to eliminate my voice, so to speak, right, by um, uh, by placing... Uh, or or trying to find a way to blackball me, right? To um, to marginalize the effectiveness and my legitimacy and relevancy um, as it relates to my research information, right? Um, very relevant, very accurate, and many years of proven historical value. Um, So shout out to the organizations, cities, municipalities, um, the individuals who know that my platform is not a joke, right? Um, And so I made a post the other day about um, sexualizing individuals is basically just the new form of racism, right? Um, I could go into the the historical significance of racism and how it has um, changed its face throughout the years, but that's not what this particular talk is about. What I want to talk about um, is one of the statements that I made and um, and so uh, yesterday, to my, um, the making of the mogul journal released to subscribers. Um, today I'll be placing for the first time in a very long time, I'll be placing an entire edition, um, of the journal on, um, the ELA foundations, um, media page, Facebook media page, because I want people to understand the significance of the content within the journal. It is a, um, we started out as a magazine and then I realized that the information that we were providing to the public um, was more than just of magazine value. It really has some academic value as well as a value to leadership and decision makers within municipalities and organizations. So when Keisha Lance Bottom was running for mayor, I was so excited, right, um, to see an African-American woman running for that position. I was excited when she was nominated into office. 
Um, as she began to make some of the decisions, some of her executive decisions as a mayor, I began to have some sort of reluctance about her ability to lead a city like the city of Atlanta. Now, mind you, I've been traveling. I have been immersed in the ATL culture since I was about 16 years old. I've been traveling back and forth to Atlanta since I was 16 years old, participating in various entertainment events, right? I've watched um, under the auspice and the leadership of people like Jermaine Dupree um, and some of the other forerunners of the entertainment, hip hop, rap, trap music industry out of Atlanta. I've watched Atlanta cultivate into a Mecca um, for black people and for entertainers. And I'll talk about this a little bit in the journal. What I was worried about and what alarmed me as a behavioral scientist was when Keisha Lance Bottoms began to deep dive into trying to put into place various legislative matters to control the entertainment industry in Atlanta. Um, I live um, out of the state of Ohio, right? I said I travel back and forth to Atlanta um, pretty on a regular basis since I was about 16. I live in Ohio. Um, Ohio is one of the leading states for sex trafficking. Um, I remember many, many years ago participating in various panels um, that were, well, not, not as a, not as a, um, not as a uh, person that was disseminating information, but just as a person in the room who had the ability to offer my perspective um, as one of the few African-American females um, that was in the room. Um, while we listen to educators and academics present their information and their data. Um, there was no one in those rooms that looked like me who was presenting data, right? So anytime you don't have a diversified panel of people with information, the information is going to always be slanted or the information is going to always be skewed right? Um, because it is the diversification that puts a different set of eyes on the data that is collected. Um, just different diversified academics sample different, right? Like we just, we, the samples that we target are different just based on life experiences, right? Um, and so, it is, and so here is my, this is what I want to say about this, and then I'm going to move on. I have a lot of information, right? A lot of information that I've compiled over the years, participated in, um, in the collection of data, had conversations with various level of leadership. 
And this is what I have to say is oftentimes, and this is why we have to be so so careful with special interest groups, um, i.e. ministries, right? People, um, ministries, so to speak, right? Uh, people who have um, a targeted demographic of people that they want to help. There is always a two-edged sword to that, right? So the police department is the police department and hear me, right? I'm not one of those individuals that is like 100% for the police department, right? Um, I believe that there is um, some, uh, there is a lot of opportunity within the police departments to improve how we police. However, I am totally against eliminating policing, right? Um, I um, So when that topic arose about defunding police, I was one of the people that said that is a terrible idea, right? Um, if anything, we need to provide more funding to the police department to create some of these ombudsmen uh, departments with citizens and educators and academics um, who have been passionate about seeing society move, move forward, people such as myself, right? Um, and so you don't go to Disneyland and tell Disneyland um, how to improve making the amusement park more whimsical, right? Or making the amusement park more fun, right? Um, and it doesn't matter if you've visited, um, I apologize. It doesn't matter if you've visited Disneyland's amusement park five times or 10 times. Um, you realize that when you visit, you're visiting as a consumer and not a producer, right? And so this is the, there is a side of Disneyland that people don't see that is behind the scenes that is making the production, right, work, right? Um, that is making the whimsical, customer-centric experience at Disneyland work, right? There's a lot of intricate pieces that make it work. In the same token, what happens when special interest groups begin to take an interest in specific topics, whether they mean good, right? Because there's me as a person who has been doing this work for 20 something plus years, I've seen the evil and the good right? Um, people that rise up with, with these special interest organizations. And on surface, um, they appear to be doing good, but then running in the background is another agenda, right? Um, and so I've seen the good and the evil, right? 
I'm not saying that all special interest groups operate like that, but we have to know as leaderships, um, legislators have to know, um, policymakers have to know, um, mayors, um, office, um, city, city managers, they have to be able to filter through the various organizations that surface and they have a special interest group or targeted demographic of people um, that's, uh, so to speak, that they want to provide some help to, right? Um, So, for example, um, a special interest group that is important to me is the children of former gang members, right? The children of former gang members and the children of um, people who have operated in that that underground street um, activity. And, and there's a lot of reasons why. Um, because they, they are a population and a demographic of people who are overlooked. Um, and society doesn't do right by that demographic of people. And it's a large demographic, right? When we talk about urban America, it is a very large demographic of young people, right? Um, so that's my special interest group, right? So I'm just trying to offer you an example of, of what special special interest groups are. And so and and so my way uh, and 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 so my my where so if I say my special interest group is the children of former gang members, um where would be my place to interact with them is at the educational level, right? Um, elementary, high school, as well as university level, right? It is a demographic and population of people that nobody notices, right? Um, and if their parents are not vigilant, um, if their parents are incarcerated, right? It is a demographic of people that slips through the cracks. And if we're not careful, the research information out there um, overshadows um, their dynamic in society, right? Um, for a number of reasons, but that's not what I'm talking about today, all right? Um, so when these special interest organizations have a population of people that they want to target or quote unquote um, help, right? The problem is, is this, these special interest organizations are showing up at Disneyland, right? Telling the CEO how to make the um, Disneyland park more engaging and more fun, right? Um, for its constituents or people that visit. And while an outside eye and perspective is always part of the dynamic of improving an experience, right, or changing policy and legislation, and I'm, I'm using Disneyland as an example, um, they don't see all the intricate pieces that are taking place behind the scenes. 
And so there are times where special interest groups want to engage the police department about very specific societal ailments, but they're not privy to all the information. So they don't really see the dynamics and the effects of what happens when you attack one problem and leave one problem unresolved. And so there are years and years and years of research that there are reasons why countries have legalized prostitution. There are a lot of different dynamics that are attached to prostitution that people don't see. Am I like I'm I'm a I'm a former preacher, right? Um, am I for sexual immorality? Absolutely not. Um, however, historically, the data has proven that when prostitution is is attacked aggressively, then there there is at least three, right? Three areas that fall under crime that increase drastically. And I won't get into those specifically, but one of them is the demoralization, right, of innocent people and children. And so when we develop these special interest groups and we decide because there has been a trend that everybody wants to engage the police department with some type of special um, project, right? It's the the police department has been a focal point um, probably for the past five to 10, five to 10 years. One, because of violence against um, African-Americans that has reached the public, right? And we all feel that there are some opportunities, right, um, for the police department to improve as it relates to their customer service tactics. And so the police department has been a focal point and people see it as an opportunity for engagement. But as a behavioral scientist, what I'm saying is there is a lot of research information behind the scenes that people don't see. For example, right, a special interest group goes after prostitution um, aggressively, right? Um, And I mentioned this on my platform before, um, we used to have a strip um, in um, the city where I was raised where there were uh, strip clubs. And um, they've eliminated all of those, right? They eliminated all of those. I had an experience and I'm I'm not a um, I'm not a scary person. I grew up in the hood. I know how to handle myself. I'm not afraid of people. Um, and I had an experience. I don't live too far from that particular strip. Um, but I live on the, like, I live in the suburbs. I live on the other side of it. Um, I live in a community where you can be on one side of the street and be on, right. And be on one side of the community you can be on the other side of the street, um, and be in a totally different, like 
uh, type of environment, right? One night I was at the gas station and I had an experience um, that was alarming. Um, And the thing about when I have experiences that are alarming, there are always two people operating within me, right? The person I used to be and then the person I'm still struggling with trying to be every day, right? Um, And um, when you see me, you have to know that I always have something on me to protect myself, right? Um, That's how my brothers raised me. Um, And so this experience that I had, um, I like my neat you like it it some like my uh, my ex husband used to be um he I don't want to say he used to be fearful but he was always worried about which which side of me was going to react and respond right under pressure situations um. And so my initial knee-jerk reaction was to respond one way. And then my intelligence took over and said, the police station is across the street. Go to the police station. Went to the police station, um, had a conversation. Um, I went back to where I was. But my point is, is before they removed Like I've been in this particular vicinity for years before they removed the strip clubs. I don't ever remember having any type of interaction like that whatsoever with anybody. And so there are a, there are a number of contributing things that take place that people don't know and don't understand. For example, like gas stations, right? Um, there are a number of things that um, make uh, certain dynamics operate, right? Um, and so when you attack um, something that has been functioning in, in operation for years, you have to know that eliminating one thing increases a problem in another part of society when we talk about societal ailments. And whether as women we want to admit it or not, um, is that men are still the, um, the society, um, they are the stronger um, points of contact in society. When men don't have the necessary outlets that they need, it creates other ailments in society, particularly if those men are not healthy mentally or have not learned ways to balance themselves. And so while a woman with a special interest group can surface and say, this is how we fix men. Like you have to get outliers. 
I introduce some subject matter in Outliers. It's all professional and it's all about um, motivations and why we do the things that we do and the differences between the motivations behind why men do what they do professionally and why women do what they do professionally. There are parts of society that balance out the male perspective and the interaction of the male personification. This is why some of the things that we see legal in other countries, there, there's the reason why, and their crime is extremely low, and their health care is different, um, and, and emplo- their employment is up. And just the regular interaction of people and society is different. I've watched people change the dynamic of how they interact with people in society as an African-American woman. And I am alarmed. And I'm saying the community that I live in, if they don't fix it and fix it soon, there are going to be larger, the demographic, right, of people in prisons is changing swiftly. And again, there's all of these things that are taking place behind the scenes that the average citizen doesn't know about or isn't privy to because they haven't been in meetings and they don't know the data and They don't know what the research says, right? And so when I glanced at Atlanta, I was alarmed, right? When I glanced at Atlanta and I seen the actions and the language and the lingo, like like there's things that lead up to specific actions, right? And so when I started seeing that behavior, like I was alarmed. Um, I started holding my breath, right? Because Atlanta wants to be very strategic about how they handle the entertainment industry in Atlanta. And I've seen the, the impact of what happens on a much smaller scale, right? In the city that I grew up in that Atlanta needs to be very careful how they handle the entertainment industry in the city of Atlanta, not just from the dynamics of how they do business, but also from a crime perspective, right? Um, And so I come from, I tell people all the time, I come from a community of people who police themselves. Um, And you have to, you would be remiss to think that the police department is not aware that there are certain demographics and communities that police themselves because their bandwidth and their stretch is limited, right? And so when people say you can't handle the truth, like there's, like, I, who said that? Did Denzel Washington say that in a movie? There's so much 
truth in that, right? And so we have to really, really be careful as a society when we create these special interest groups to have a better understanding of what type of impact they're going to have on the other parts of society. I am 100% for protecting the innocent and protecting children. Those are the people who don't have the information. Those are the people who are not aware, right? Versus the people who um, have decided to be willful participants. And while I understand, right, it's, it's a slippery slope, right? Because some people will say, well, this woman didn't choose prostitution and she didn't choose to live this lifestyle. I understand that. And she needs to be protected. Absolutely. How do we protect her as we legalize it? So that you can legislate it. So that there are, there are uh, rules of engagement and things that control the dynamic of how it takes place, right? But society created that, right? That ailment, prostitution is an ailment. Society created that ailment because there was something missing, right? Period. Um, and so the way that we protect prostitutes is not by eliminating the industry. Because when you eliminate the industry, the crime has risen drastically in other parts of society. Those are things that the police department know. But when these, but when these special interest groups arise and they have the right amount of energy and money behind them, it almost leaves the police department in, in a stand down position because it appears that if they don't want to participate, that they're part of the problem. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of other demographics and data and information and other societal ailments that have been at bay because this particular ailment has been allowed to function, right? And if we protect the innocent and children, the young lady never makes it to prostitution. I'm going to say it again. If we protect the innocent and the children from monsters, people who have mental situations um, that have pushed them to interact with specific demographics of people in society in ways that are unhealthy, toxic, and illegal. If we protect women and children from those people, right? And unfortunately, sometimes that's other children, right? Then it keeps the young lady from becoming a prostitute as a woman. And I'm not just saying this from the outside looking in. I'm saying I used to work in beauty salons that 
that were um uh, that was in one of the primary, that's why I said I've been in this particular vicinity a long time, that was in one of the primary neighborhoods where prostitution uh, was, it was a thing, right? Everybody knew it existed. Um, I, I remember one time I, I seen a woman um, take her daughter, right, to the street. Um, things that... Um, information that people like me don't talk about, right? Unless we go behind closed doors and have these conversations with the right individuals, things that people in society really can't handle the truth about, right? But every municipality and every city, particularly those like Atlanta that are heavily populated um, with entertainment professions, um, and heavily involved in the entertainment industry. Um, stripping is entertainment, right? There is a way to broach the profession, to broach the ailments, and to do it strategically. Because when you aggressively attack one ailment, there is, there is another one that is being completely ignored. And sometimes you have to trust that the police department knows this. And I'm, and I, and I'm being honest, I'm not a person that's like 100% for the police department. Um, they are... Like I, they just like any other profession or any other industry, there's some things, a lot of things they could do better. Right. But they got the data. You've got to know they got the data. That's the thing is they have the data. Right. Um, and they have the experience at seeing. Right. What takes place in society. And so. we have to be careful because if you decide to be a hundred percent for something, that means you're zero percent for something else. And I am a hundred percent for protecting the innocent and children so that they don't become adults that have to operate in the dysfunctional parts of society. I am also, um, because of my background, right. And I bring, a different experience to the table when I enter into these rooms. I also know that certain parts of what we see as ailments in society have its place. And for me, as a behavioral scientist, eliminating it is not the answer. Controlling it is the answer. And the best way to control something is to legalize it. Right. Um, and I just wanted to come to this platform today and have this conversation. And so a lot of people don't understand, like, um, my work is serious. My work is for real. Um, my platform is not for play. Right. Um, and um, a lot of people don't understand, like when they interact with me, I'm not like I'm not that person that's laughing and joking and smiling. 
I laugh and joke and, and smile when I'm on the comedy stage. Um, it is a way of me uh, being able to uh, recalibrate myself, right? Uh, particularly because of the information that, that I know, right? We all need that place of balance. And for me, getting on the comedy stage is my place of balance. But when I'm out in society, whether I'm out in society with myself or with my son, um, I, I I don't show up to play with people, and um, and and that's because uh, I know a lot of information, right? Um, and and while everybody is looking at life through one lens and perspective, I'm looking at people interact with one another through a different lens and perspective. Um, there are some things that we need to integrate into society as a recovery plan from COVID. Um, putting in all of this digitized um, grocery stores and eliminating people in society um, is not healthy. Uh, but we do need to put pl- uh, measures in place to recalibrate people's ability to know how to interact with people with some couth, respect, and honor. Um, And that's a different conversation. Um, But when I, um, the people that know what I do, like when you see them show up um, on, on, on my behalf or show up um, to speak for me or or to demonstrate some support of what I do. They serious, right? Do you? They serious. They're not playing um, because they come from where I come from, right? Uh, and they know that what I'm saying is real and it's not for play and it's not to be played with. Um, and um, And it's important that the data is real and truthful and not slanted and not skewed. Um, And so my name is Tanola Oliver. I'm a behavioral scientist. I need for you to order the book Outliers. And um, we also, so what what we do is expensive, right? Um, If you like to donate, you can donate a dollar sign, S-A-L-T-R-O-O-M. Um, if you'd like for me to, um, to be a part of my book signing, or if you'd like for me to come and have some conversations, um, I can be reached at electleadershipacademy at gmail.com. And, um, you also, I'll place a link in the body of this message so that you can email me. Um, I'm sorry, so that you can either order something from the bakery uh, order outliers or, or have the ability to get in contact with me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for tuning in to me. Um, thank you for supporting my comedy platform. Thank you for supporting my academic platform and look for people who really know we are in a, a very, um, important part of society shifting. And you need to look for people who really know, right? Because um, everybody wants a platform. Not everybody has studied and shown themselves approved. There are people 
who have been collecting, like I've been collecting this data for 20 something plus years. We're talking about not just collection of data, but lived experience, right? Um, On top of the fact that I have studied people um, that are dynamic in society, people like Curtis 50 Cent Jackson, um, it is possible for people to, to make the mental shift uh, from certain parts of society to the other side of society, right? Um, and be effectual and effective participants in society when we create the right um, constructs for them to be able to function. When I come to you, I don't come to you as a slick talker um, or somebody just trying to build a platform. I'm coming to you um, because I've lived it, um, because I've experienced it, um, because I've seen some things. Um, I've been impacted and hurt um, by the by the things in society that people ignore, which are people and, and the situations and circumstances that we find ourselves in when underprivileged communities and societies and people are overlooked, right? Um, I've been shut out of doors of, of trying to pursue my PhD uh, because I don't walk into a room with the regular perspective. I walk into the room as somebody who's been in the trenches, right? Um, and um, I'm passionate about it. And um this is behavioral scientist Tanola Oliver. Go order Outliers. Um, you have it in you to be whoever it is that you want to be. Um, and and there are people out there. Uh, while there's people out there that don't want to see you, right, um, be all that you can be, there are still people that show up for you when you continue to be who you know you can be. Um, and don't worry about the rest. All right. I'm here for you. I'm coaching and I'm rooting you on. Stay connected to my platform. Uh, Subscribe to the Making of the Mogul Journal because you're in it. It's about you. All right. And um, I'll talk with you soon. Peace.